Today is Yud Kislev, the 10th day of Kislev. And we got together over here to make a little fabrengen. Uh, actually, in the Yom Yom, the Rebbe writes, you make a big fabrengen over there. Okay, so what's a. Uh, when I announced it yesterday, I said little fabrengen, there was an objection. Why little? Okay, so we'll do with that. So, Baruch Amen. L'chaim, l'chaim. We should uh, remember that these days are very, very special to us as Yidin and as Chassidim to reconnect and to remember and to try to reflect on where we come from and the traditions and the Chassidim and the lives and how much they mean to us and how they changed around all of our lives and to really connect. L'chaim, l'chaim, l'chaim. One of the one of the things of Hasidim, especially of Chabad, Labavitcha Hasidim, is the level of bittel, of subjugation that they have to the Rebbe. Um, this phenomenon of a Chassid devoting himself totally to his Rebbe with his entire being and being ready and appreciating the Rebbe that the Rebbe has an understanding and knows best what's for his soul, and even if he understands it and he doesn't understand it yet, he's ready to go to the extreme just to be able to fulfill the wishes and the desires of his Rebbe, of the Rebbe's. So this was a phenomenon that is specially connected to Hasidim. And we find many times different stories which demonstrate that level of devotion, that level of total self-sacrifice. And there is a very famous story that is connected to the uh, the uh, Baal HaGiula, the Mitla Rebbe, today, Yud Kislev. And yesterday was, of course, the birthday in the yard site, the Baal HaGiula, the Mitla Rebbe. A very, a very story uh, tells us, like, uh, teaches us a tremendous amount about the devotion and the dedication of a Chosid to the Rebbe. And how we can see the Rebbe's Mesiris Nefesh and the Rebbe's look a lot of times he sees that there is something that needs to be done and because of that he gives you a mission, a job and sometimes you don't know how or what but then later on you see so I want to tell you this story it's a famous story that the Mitla Rebbe wrote a book which is called a Sefer, which is called Pekeach Ivrim. The Pekeach Ivrim means open up, opens the eyes of the blind. That's a special story that talks about, about a book that talks about a derech, a way for a Baal Somebody who has done uh, a lot of bad stuff in his lifetime and really wanted to return and wanted to become, you know, uh, back, return to Hashem. And the Mitla Rebbe gives him a very precise and a very detailed, on a very simple level, actually. I believe it's in, it was originally in Yiddish, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, to tell him exactly, you know, how much, when he should say Tehillim and, the, and the, the, all the crying and the begging of Hashem to forgive him and everything else in the morning and the afternoon and, and just before the going to sleep, Ashma. He tells him exactly, exactly. Now, originally, 
they didn't know exactly what's the connection to the who we're talking about. It just looked like just a safer until later on the story was revealed. I believe by the uh, by the previous Rebbe uh, was revealed uh, the story, but I may not be uh, accurate with that. But the story was revealed what took place. Yeah, the story with Rabbi Yisim Bala Rabbi Yisim Bala was related. Uh, from the Rebbe Rashab to the previous Rebbe, who uh, who related it in a, a letter, uh, the Rabbi Yosef uh, from the city of Shinkovitz, uh, Bishinkovitz, was a Talmud. Uh, eventually, became a Chosev of the Alter Rebbe, and the story took place with the Alter Rebbe. And then, eventually, after the Alter Rebbe passed away, he went to the Middle Rebbe who gave him the derech in uh, teshuva and uh, the sefer of Pekei Chivrim, uh, written in Yiddish. Um, although the way I related the story in uh, the Fabrengen was totally incorrect as far as the details and the facts of the story, but nevertheless, the neshama of the story, story the idea is still there, and therefore I left it, and I'm also attaching... Um, the actual uh, story uh, itself, so we can read the actually uh, details uh, the way they actually happened. And the story goes that the uh, Mittal Rebbe had a very great chosid, who was a great lamdan, was a great lamdan, and he was. Can you put it away? The 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 he had a very great chosid who was the Mittler Rebbe, but he was a great lamdan. He was very learned. He was also a very deep uh, Hasidic scholar who understood the work of Hasidus. He was also an Ovid, a person who worked very hard with himself. He davened very strongly and he meditated very uh, profoundly. He was, he was a very, a big chassid and a lamb, he was a great man. And something very <laughs> surprising happened. One day he comes to the visit to the Rebbe for Yechidus. He comes in for a meeting with the Rebbe. Yeah, this great chassid. And the Mittler Rebbe tells him that for the benefit of your soul, I think that you should become a balagola. A balagola means one who drives wagons. Like today you would say like a cab driver. It's like a taxi driver who drives. But in those days, today, a taxi driver is already a reputable uh, position. But in the olden days, the people used to drive the horse and, uh, and buggies used to take people to uh, drive people around. That was considered a very demeaning and a very low kind of a job, okay? And uh, the people that did those work were mostly very simple, gross, unrefined people. Now, can you imagine, here Rabbi Yosef, who is this great Talmud Chochem, who is a refined person, who is a great Ovid, the Rebbe tells him, I see for the benefit of your soul that you should become a wagon driver. He was devastated. 
did he thought that he's going to be some big rabbi in some big community. He's going to be maybe some Rosh Yeshiva somewhere. He's going to have some prestigious uh, job. He's going to get a following. Now, if he wasn't a chassid of the Rebbe, he'd probably discount it. But even being a chassid and being devoted, it was still a tremendous blow. It was totally something he didn't expect. And he felt so bad. And he came home. And he shares with his wife what just happened and what the Rebbe told him. And his wife sort of looks at him surprisingly, you know. He thought that his wife, he'll get some sympathy from, from her. <laughs> maybe she'll feel bad for him. She's saying, you know, maybe it's time to change the Rebbe's or something. She says to him, she turns to her husband and says, Yosef, she says, I can't believe it. Is this really you? You, Rabbi Yosef, the Chassid, the follower, the devoted to the Rebbe, the Rebbe gives you a clear instruction, he tells you what's the benefit for your soul, and you're sort of lost, and you're unhappy, and you're confused, and you're walking around. You should be the happiest person. The Rebbe tells you what to do. You're a Chassid. He gives you clear directives. You should jump from joy, knowing that the Rebbe told you what to do. And more than Rabbi Yosef was convinced that his wife was actually right, but he was so impressed with the simple sincerity and Amunah Sadikim, the trust of the Sadikim from his wife, the way she spoke about the Rebbe, that he was actually ashamed of himself, that how could he even question such a uh, opportunity when the Rebbe tells him. Okay, so now the first hurdle they crossed. So now they know that he's going to try to become a Balagola. But to become a Balagola, you need, first of all, you got to buy a horse and a buggy. It costs some money. So Rabbi Yaisa was a poor, a barely put together what he needed to survive. So how is he going to have what he needs. So he, he, together with his wife, they took some of the old they had from the wedding, left over, maybe some silver uh, candelabras, which they don't have to use silver for, they used to use for Shabbos, but now that they need to buy a horse, the Rebbe says to become a Malagola. So they go and they put it as a collateral, they took out money, the value of the silver candelabra, and he goes out and he buys a horse, and... Rabbi Yosef makes his way to the outside of the city, that's where all the Balagolas were waiting, and he has to learn, you know, you can't just become a Balagola, you have to uh, learn how to saddle the horse, how to, to hook him up to the, uh, to the buggy, you know, you have to know how to, how to handle this. So you got to learn the job. So he's going out there to try to find somebody to teach him how to become a Balagola, how to become... So anyways, what happened was, uh, Rabbi Yosef um, goes to the back of this, to outside of the city, and all of a sudden, a few of the Balagolas come over to him and say, Rabbi Yosef, where can we take you today? Where is your destination? We'd love to give you a ride, because they think that he's riding. He says, no, 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 I didn't come here today to get a ride somewhere. I came here today to learn the trade of how to be a Balagola. What? <laughs> he says, <laughs> they, they, you must be kidding. I mean, this isn't real. Rabbi Yosef, 
you about Lagola? He says, come on. In the meantime, you know, he felt so bad. He wanted to cry because uh, it was actually so demeaning for him. He's there all the, the prostate over there, all these, you know, gross guys out there, you know. They were considered to be like the scum. And here, they're, uh, he's going to them. He, but he composed himself and he got himself together. He says, no, 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 no. I'm really very, very serious. I'm willing to pay, you know, some of the extra money that he had. I want somebody to treat me the trade. I want to become a balagola. Okay, Rabbi Yosef, you know, if that's what you wish, you know, we're going to uh, do that for you. And, you know, one of the guys took on the uh, job to show him how to do it. You know, Rabbi Yosef being a little bit of a shlemazel, up to that he wasn't used to this kind of <laughs> work of physical labor and uh, uh, getting on a horse, you know, he... He got bruised several times, he got thrown, but, you know, eventually, after some time, he learned the trait, and now he's ready to become a balagola, you know? So, you know, he was kind of still a little bit, you know, confused. He didn't understand what is the purpose of all this. You know, he could be sitting and giving a big shear somewhere, a big class, and here he's ending up being a balagola. But, on the other hand, he was already came to terms that this is what the Rebbe told me to do, and how lucky he is that he can fulfill the ruts and the wishes of the Rebbe. Okay. Now, of course, he was a Balagola, but he didn't lose his religious uh, connection, his beliefs, and his service to the Hashem. But we never heard the story? Huh? Okay, so he never, he never really lost that, so he still remained, you know, very strong. So, while the other Balagolas, if they did at all, they would daven, you know, real quick with the first minion and, you know, finish, you know, so they can catch more customers traveling. But he didn't work like that. He didn't operate like that. He, uh, he would daven very uh, slowly and he would take his time. And only after he finished his davening and he finished his shurim, his little classes that he would learn, so only once he finished that, he would then start with his routine. And maybe he didn't make his horses weren't the fastest horses; they weren't the the, the, the speediest. But he earned a little bit of a living enough. So it went on for a little time. One time, he um, he happened to be at a certain. He took a ride, and you know, if you take somebody to a next town over. You know, he had to stay over there. He would stay over in the inn where he took the, I guess, the people that he drove there. So he stays over in the inn. Now, he had a custom, as many Hasidim in those days, that they would do the Tikkun Chatzois. Tikkun Chatzois means the um, special prayer that we cry for the Beis Amikdosh, for the destruction of the Beis Amikdosh. We say Tillum, we say special prayers. It's supposed to be a very opportune time for Tshuva and for... Uh, exactly, you know, it was brought down to Shukhanarach, exactly at Chatzois, and then to go learn from this, brought down also in the Kitz Shukhanarach and the uh, Alta Rebbe Shukhanarach. Uh, so Chatzois is a very known time. So this Chassid, Rabbi Yosef, even though he was a Malakala, he was traveling, but he would get up at midnight and he would uh, uh, no, do his prayers. It so happens that in the room next to his, there also lived. Uh, they stayed over that particular night a very high official um, that was with uh, with the 
governor of that side of the side the the of that of that side of the of that place was a very high uh, ranking uh, people, and one of the people that was with him uh, was also was very high up there, happened to be a Jewish person. But this was a Jewish person who has long, long, long left Yiddishkeit. He has long left any connection. And he basically indulged and lived a good life. He married a, a shiksa, he married a non-Jewish woman, and he had children. And he became part of the, with the, with the graf, with the uh, gubernator, with there he lived. You know, they used to live like a life of total, you know, have caters totally, you know, no accountability, and they used to do all, live a very, very uh, terrible, promiscuous life and without any, any morals, without any boundaries. And this was uh, his life, you know, that was his life. And he was together with the governor, and he was together with the chevra over there. It so happened that his room of this guy was right next door to the room where uh, Rabbi Yosef was uh, uh, sitting. Now, Rabbi Yosef had a little candle with him and a sitter. And when it came to Chatzos, the midnight, he, he started davening. Now, he's saying Chatzos. Now, he tried to be quiet, but still it was a small place there. And apparently, the person next door uh, heard the Rebbeisim's Davening. And somehow, inside him, the spark sort of ignited. And memories of his home, memories of his life, of his previous life, because he actually originally was married to a Jewish woman, and he uh, had a Jewish family. But he left it all at that time what happened over there, I don't remember exactly what was the circumstance, or if it's Bechlau mentioned over there, but the circumstances was that he left it all, and he changed his whole life around to become now part of the Goyesha lifestyle over there. So, but somehow these melodies and the words and the crying that Rabbi Yosef was doing next door, somehow it touched a very uh, raw nerve in his soul. And all of his memories started coming back, and all of his um, uh, yearning and uh, past, you know, connection with Yiddishkeit started to daunt him, and he was starting to feel really bad of what kind of an empty life and really what he exchanged for what, and he was really, really getting very upset. Now, originally, you know, he had a whole big schedule, and they had a lot of things to do. They had, um, they had ordered uh, a balagola that leaves uh, 6 a.m. or whatever, as soon as break of dawn, whatever dawn, to move on from there. They weren't going to stay. But he became so ill after feeling so bad that he sent word to the innkeeper that he should pay the guy who he asked to wait for him He's not going to use him. He's going to use... Uh, he's not feeling well. He's going to use Rabbi Yosef, who never rushed early. Anyways, he's leaving late. He's going to use him as uh, as a rider. 
In the meantime, um, he um, he uh, went to the next door, trying to remember exactly, and I think what happened was that he he banged on the door of Rabbi Yosef, and and they asked him if he can borrow his tefillin, something like that. But man didn't put on tefillin for who knows for how many years he didn't put on tefillin. And now he was felt so bad, so he asked to borrow his tefillin. And of course, he basically gave him the tefillin, and he davened. Then, after this, this man became so ill. He was so heartbroken. He was so devastated about his life, how he led his life. And now he really wanted to go back, but he didn't know how is he going to go back. He has a family, he has a wife, and he has children. He's part of the Goyish uh, uh, landscape over there with all his friends. How could he even, even if he wants to go back, he doesn't have any ability to go back. And, and how is he going to leave his wife and his children, everything? What is he going to do? And he felt so bad, it became so sick, yeah? Yeah, but 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 he he was uh, yeah, but he you know he had responsibilities and he had uh, he was afraid you know he was very very difficult. It's not so easy. So, anyways, he got so ill from this that he really got ill. And Rabbi Yisrael decided that he's going to wait and he's going to beat it because Rabbi Yisrael saw already that was what was going on. He understood what's happening over here. But in the meantime, the other people, the, 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 the governor and the other people saw what's going on over here. And they were very, uh, very concerned. They sent the, the, the personal doctor that, you know, they used to go around with a doctor at that time. They tried to find, they didn't, uh, they didn't, couldn't find. But something also took place just at that time. Uh, while they were all going, they were also hunting and uh doing the wild things, running after the deer, after the game over there in the, in the forest. The carriage that carried his wife and the two children that he had with his Goisha wife turned over yes. and they died. Now, they thought that the reason somebody must have told him about the tragedy and that he's taking it so bad that he heard somebody must have told him, and that's why he's so sick. Because they couldn't figure out. He was perfectly healthy. He was living it up, having a great time. What happened all of a sudden? Um, by the way, I believe that initially when the Mitlarebbe told him to become a Balagola, I think he asked him how long. He says, you will know already on your own when, you know, when the time is there. So what happened was that the um, the um, the middle the um, the people came and they tried to lie to him while he was so sick and they couldn't figure out. They whispered in his ear, "Don't worry," they said, "They're all right. They didn't really uh, they didn't really get hurt so badly. You know, they will make it. They'll be it'll be okay." And the funny thing happened, every time they told it to him, he got even, <laughs> he got even sicker. So finally, Rabbi Yosef said uh, that um, he will go in and he will try to take care of him. He was next door, he said he's not going to leave 
anywhere until he gets better. And Rabbi Yosef talked to him Tati. separately, yeah? But he doesn't have his phone back. Yeah, no, he yes. took his phone back. He was there. He was there next door. He had his phone. And Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef told... He got ill right away. He can't walk to the house to get back. To go back. Well, he was there in the end. They were both there. Rabbi Yosef waited. He was next door. They all stayed there. They stayed in the same place. Yeah, but they're next door. Yeah. He took it back. Okay, whatever the case is. So now... So now what happened that uh, he went into the room together with this uh, together with this uh, WSV went in and he um, and he, he spent a lot of time with him and he told him not to worry that the Eberster always forgives and the Eberster will always uh, uh, you know can always come back and and what, no matter what happened in the past, he's able to do tshuva, and Debrister will forgive him, and Debrister will, will, will help him. And slowly but surely, he began to recover, and you know, and he found out the real news that made him happy that he's now free. He doesn't have any more the Goisha wife and the Goisha kids, so now he's 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 become happy. But in the meantime, while all these t- things take place. Uh, now the only thing is, I think I mixed it up. The story took place with the Alter Rebbe, and then later on, it's the Alter Rebbe. The whole story took place with the Alter Rebbe, but the Alter Rebbe has passed on already at that time. And now he came to the Middle Rebbe. So this is the story. So I said about the Middle Rebbe. The story was with the Alter Rebbe, and now, but in the meantime, while he was a Balagola, the Alter Rebbe has passed on, and now they're coming to the Middle Rebbe. So they came to the Mitla Rebbe, and uh, the Mitla Rebbe is the one that set him up later on, a derech of teshuva, and that's why he wrote the book of Pokei Chivrim. He wrote it to his, uh, especially for him, so that he should, uh, you know, know how to live his life. And then, when they asked, the, the Mitla Rebbe said that this was the kavona of the Alter Rebbe was to save the soul of this. Uh, of this person to bring him back to Yiddishkeit to make him back into, uh, into from Yid that was the uh, whole kavona that was the whole intention of the whole thing but now that he's accomplished that he doesn't have to be a Balagol any further because that was the whole purpose of it and uh, he got another reputable position and you know it was everything worked out at the end so what you see from the story the two things on one hand, you see how Chassid's dedication to the Rebbe, that even when he asked him to do something which was very, very difficult for him to do, and it was sort of below his dignity, it was beneath him to go ahead and do this kind of thing, but yet he had that devotion and that dedication to the Rebbe to go ahead and do so anyways. And the other thing we see, that the Rebbe's ability to look in such a distance, and to take a chassid of his and have him do things that are difficult for him to do just for the purpose to save a Jewish soul, to make sure that a Jew is saved from his situation and helped in a very, very powerful way. So this is a lesson to us that we need to uh, incorporate. L'chaim, l'chaim. L'chaim, l'chaim. They should help that we should 
do what we're supposed to be doing, and the Eibush will help us all. That will be matzliach and will be successful.